0: hello everybody and welcome back to the starting small music podcast i'm your host justin mccormick and today we have a very special guest we have senior creative director of a&r at seagale music and also the tour manager for john langston jd Groover. from running a successful music venue to then moving to nashville to work in the music industry jd is a true story of how hard work and determination pays off i know you guys are going to learn a lot in this episode i hope you guys enjoy and we'll see you at the end Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Starting Small Music podcast. Today, we have J.D. Groover, Senior Creative Director of A&R at Seagale Music, and also the tour manager for John Langston. How you doing today, J.D.? I'm good,
1: man. Just getting my day going.
0: For sure, for sure. So, uh, kind of talking about you growing up, you grew up in Kingsland, Georgia. What was your childhood like?
1: Man, I grew up in the best place anybody could ever grow up. I know everybody kind of says that, but you know, uh, I'm from the coast of Georgia, you know, I'm 15 minutes away from Frontendino Beach, Amelia Island. I'm 15 minutes away from St. Simons. I'm an hour from Savannah, 45 minutes from Jacksonville where the greatest football team, the Jacksonville Jaguars live. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, it, it was a good life, man. It was, a uh, you know, I, hard a hardworking mother who, uh, you know, showed me what work work ethic was as a young age. You know, she uh, she raised me and my brother by herself, and uh, worked at a kennel all day, and then delivered pizzas for Pizza Hut, so I could you know play baseball and have the nice gloves and bats and Griffy cleats and all that good stuff. You know, so uh, man, you know, I was uh, you know I wasn't spoiled with material things growing up. But I was I was very spoiled with a with a, a really good upbringing. So.
0: That's awesome, yeah. So yeah. you talked about playing sports. Uh, did you play any music growing up, or were you just a big music listener?
1: Man, I actually did choir. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I did, I got into choir at, uh, at a really young age, like in elementary school. We had a I had a really good choir teacher. Uh, I had a really good music teacher in kindergarten, Dr. Fuller. Um, now He's like a principal for the middle school or something. But I, you know, I remember you know as early as kindergarten just loving music class and you know I joined choir and I did choir up until my second year of college which was you know I was just a low bass so it wasn't wasn't like I could sing that well it Was just I could I could get down low in the in the in the notes that's pretty much all I did so yeah I mean I've always had a, a passion for music man.
0: That's awesome who were uh, some of the first like artists or albums you listened to growing up that like were somebody like your first like favorite like artists that you were drawn to?
1: man you know growing up in georgia you know that you can you can say what you want about george Strait being the king but you know in georgia it was definitely alan jackson for everybody i remember i mean the earliest song i can remember knowing all the words for a little kid was chasing that neon rainbow which is kind of funny that you know
0: not working in the business
1: yeah (laughs) you know when you're a little kid you don't understand what that song actually means or what music row is and you know, you just, you're a little kid and you just like going, daddy got a rate, you know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I remember my first concert was actually Alan Jackson and, uh, George Jones. Alan Jackson was opening up for George Jones and Jacksonville at the, at the, at the big fair. Wow. So I, yeah, man. So, I, you know, very early on, you know, my mom, she loved country music, but she loved Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie and Sam Cooke and like, you know, like the R&B kind of pop stuff and my my dad, uh he loved Leonard Skinner and Randy Travis, Alabama, Alan Jackson and all that stuff. And, you know, and I so I grew up on that and, you know, I find my own way through my own stuff that I like, you know, getting to college. I was in college in uh <laughs> two thousand four. Um and uh you know, Little Wayne pops off during that time. So I'm getting into rap hardcore and you know, it's just it's it's a good melting pot. I think that's why I like you know girl pop so much because I've just you know I've always not been scared to listen to anything so
0: for sure now was it coming out of high school that you started running a uh club like a music venue or no, was this a couple years after
1: no this was in college man we uh I worked uh at a at a at a bar in Valdosta Georgia where I went to school at Valdosta State and uh you know, I did that for those guys for a couple of years, and then they wanted to go open up one in Tipton, Georgia. And, you know, I had uh, I had four classes left, and I went to my advisor and said, hey, these guys want me to come run this bar for them in Tipton. And, and uh, you know, I you know I got one semester left. What do you think? And she's like, I'll never forget this because I thought I was going to go in there and hear, uh, you know, nothing's more important than college. and all You know what I mean? And she goes, hey, man, Boston State's been here since 1906. It'll be here for a long time. So why don't you go chase that? And, and I'm glad I did. But, you know, side note, uh, I actually uh, got back into school this summer. I just did a May master And uh, uh, I've got one more paper to do um, and then uh, one fall class. And I'll have a college degree, you know, 19 wow. years after I started it. So it's, uh, well, it's a lot of Well, early my- congratulations for that. I- Thanks, man. It's a lot on my plate right now between, you know, touring with John and uh, working up here at Seagill and finishing up. But it just, you know, my mom worked hard, so she, she deserves it. So
0: Totally. Now, when you were running the club, you made the decision to kind of transition it from a DJ venue to a country venue. What was that uh, like? Like, what was that business decision like? So it was,
1: you know, we had a model down in about Austin that worked. I mean, there was more college kids. It was a bigger college and, you know, we had to aim more locally to, you know, get the local crowd in there. You know, college kids would come on Thursday. And then, you know, Friday and Saturday was, you know, we needed to make money. And they wanted to hear live music. And, you know, we did a little bit of that about us, but not much. And, um, man, we booked we booked Florida Georgia Lime um, for a very, very, very low price. Mm-hmm. And, a week later Cruz gets on the radio. And after that, after that nobody wanted to miss the next four to Georgia lines. So like we, I mean, we were working with, you know, you know, XM radio and WME and all of them, you know, booking all the highway fines and, you know, getting them in super early. We were one of the first clubs to really do that and take that chance. And I mean, anybody you can think of, man, I, you know, I had them, you know, I did Sam Hunt showcase for his label um, John Party, Cole, you know, first person to ever play the bar technically was Cole Swindell and Adam Sanders, which was awesome. Wow. Uh, Cole, Cole, me and Cole go way, way back. And um, this is when he was still just, you know, songwriting. He wasn't Cole Swindell yet, you know, the big, you know, arena selling artist and 12 number ones or whatever he has now, man. So it's uh, it's been cool to watch him, you know, grow and uh, his latest record uh, is just is stupid good, man. So I'm 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 so happy uh, for Cole. I keep a little sorry, I keep a little thing for Cole in my office every day.
0: Oh wow, so, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big yeah. Cole fan as well. So I I totally see that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, I mean, that's cool that you have a cool relationship in history with Cole as well, because the tour, the artist you tour managed for, John Linkson. You guys are on the road a lot, so I'm sure that's cool. Like not only like working for an artist, but then also seeing like being on the road with friends as well.
1: Yeah, man. You know, it's I, I'm, man. You know, I don't I don't want to sound all whatever, but you know, I'm not a lot of people get to do one thing they love sometimes. And I get to do two things. I'm very, very blessed and very lucky, and I don't ever overlook that opportunity. And, you know, it's tiring sometimes, you know, being gone on the road all weekend, you know, leaving Thursday night and then, you know, coming back in here Monday. So I have like a couple hours to myself on Sunday or, you know, but I mean, I get to travel the country with my best friend and we get to, you know, play all these great and cool cities and go to all these cool venues that, you know, I always heard about. And, uh, you know, we've been to every state, I think, except for Hawaii, Alaska, and Montana. Wow. So, yeah, man, it's, you know, it's it, where I'm from. You know, I love where I'm from, but, you know, it's hard to get out of there sometimes, just like any small town. And, um, you know, I've got buddies who are firefighters and electricians and work at paper mills and stuff like that. And, you know, I get to come to work and listen to music and, I get to go on the road and see cool city. So I don't ever want to take that for granted at all. So,
0: Totally. Now you started tour managing for John before you even moved to Nashville, right?
1: Uh, A little bit, man. You know, I, uh, i booked John as, you know, kind of a favorite of my fraternity brother who was, uh, you know, his best friend growing up and uh, he came and played the bar and uh, he had just put forever. I think forever girl was only out for like two months on YouTube or something. And I was like, all right, Tyler, like, I'll give him a shot. So, we put him in about Austin. We put him in um, Tifton. And, I mean, he brought, you know, Saturdays we had to close at midnight. So, Saturdays was always kind of slowish sometimes because he wants to quit partying at midnight, you know. And that dude brought in almost 100 people. And I was like, who the hell is this dude? And uh, we uh, just got kind of close, you know, talking and, um, you know, and, figuring out his his long-term plan on what he wanted to be and and, and you know who he was and uh, I did a showcase for him for Carrie Edwards. Kerry Edwards manages uh, Luke Bryan, Cole Swindell Dylan Scott now, CB30, Whitney Duncan, uh, Chase Beckham, uh, you know some really good artists and we did a showcase for him and had Sony A T V come down and you know, pump him up a little bit and he, you know, sold the place out. At that time a sellout was eight hundred before I got the big room and uh Carrie ended up signing him. and uh, you know, she she asked me to move up and 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 help him. So, you know, and you know, Lou Brian and Cole Swindell and Carrie Edwards believes in you and Dustin Knight and you gotta move. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You can't tell yeah. those people. So it's been, it's been cool. It's been cool to, uh, uh, it's been cool to, you know, see Luke from, you know, 2009 on grow to what Luke Bryan is. And, you know, Carrie's, uh, Carrie's, I call her mama bear. She's one of my, one of my mentors in the business and she's helped me navigate a lot, you know? So I love, uh, you know, very, very lucky to have good people in my corner too. So
0: totally. Now your first night in Nashville, I I do some research before these interviews, and I saw that you saw you met a really famous person your first night living in Nashville, right?
1: Yeah, dude, it was. uh, uh, I moved up on the weekend, so I started with John the next weekend, and I had been coming to Nashville forever, so I knew to go to Losers and Tin Roof and Red Door. Like I knew what the scene was about, and uh, me and a buddy just went to Losers, and I'm standing at the back bar. And uh, the guy turns around, and I just kind of look at him like, oh, my God. And it was Bob Saget. And uh, he was doing a show at Zany's, and he looks at me, and he goes, yeah, man, it's me. Just like, (laughs) who was possible? I was like, oh, my God, man. Hey, man, it's a pleasure to meet you. And he goes, man, why don't you grab a drink and sit at the table with us? So I sat with him, his girlfriend, which is his wife now, or was his wife, or ended up being his wife, and his daughter for like 30 minutes. And they were just talking to me about what I did and why I moved to town and uh, that it was cool that I just kind of walked away from something big down there to take a risk. And uh, he, he's like, hey, man, enjoy some time with my family. Uh, it was good to meet you. He goes, you want a picture? I'm like, yeah, man, of course. And, I mean, he took my phone, he did everything and it was awesome, man. So it was, it, it's been cool. So Nashville, I mean, Nashville, a lot of people visit here, which is really cool. Um, so you, you can run into some, some interesting people sometimes. So
0: That's so awesome just to hear how down to earth he was and getting oh. to ha- able to hang out with him. That's so cool.
1: Yeah, man. He was cool. It was, you know, it was, I think it was January he passed away. It was real sad, man. So.
0: Now when did you transition into working at Seagale?
1: uh man it's kind of a wild story uh so cole had always been in my corner as becoming a song guy he's cole always kind of hyped me up a little bit as you know having a good ear for songs and uh you know i f- i found out what a publisher does uh early on with a uh, book dylan Scott to open or to play our gym jam which is like our big one of our big parties every year and uh i end up paying this guy cj solar to open up i didn't know much about him this is when hardy was actually playing bass for cj yeah and uh the his pub cj's publisher jake gear came down because he always heard about this bar and wanted to see it he always saw the hats and shirts in nashville and you know we had a good reputation of taking care of taking care of bands when they came down and having a good crowd. I mean, it could, it could be me, you, and a Lowe's bucket on stage. And on a Friday night, there's still going to be a hundred, 200 people in there regardless of who's up there. So it got people in front of people. And uh, I talked to Jake all night. I know was a publisher and I was like, man, I've always wanted to do that. Cole said I'd be good at this. And um, so I told John I'd move up, but like my ultimate goal is to get into publishing. And uh, I didn't want to, you know, when I asked Kerry Edwards for a favor or Luke Bryan or somebody for a favor, it's I wanted it to get me out of jail or, you know, something something good. And I knew that, you know, I made enough connections where I could like navigate those waters eventually. Oops, sorry about that. Uh navigate those waters eventually. And uh so I moved up here and I took the tour manager job up for John and you know, I took some meetings and Some stuff didn't kind of work out right away. And so I, you know, I don't want to blow my savings. So I worked at daddy's dogs, uh, which is shout out daddy's dogs. It's a great company. Sean, Sean and Andrew are two awesome humans. They pay well, they pay more than they should probably You make hella tips, which is, which is awesome. And, you know, I've got some cool stories about how, you know, 2017, you know, Laney Wilson and Megan Patrick and Farron Rachel's and that whole group would just go to Loser, sneak a beer outside and come sit with me and play their demos and, uh, <laughs> you know, selling Kid Rock a hot dog one night, just random crap like that. That's crazy. One night, Jake Gear comes by and he goes, dude, what are you doing? And I'm like, man, I'm just trying to blow my savings. And he's like, so you want to still be, you want to get in the publishing store? I was like, yeah, he goes, come to my office tomorrow. I'm like, okay. He's, you know, he'd been drinking. Huh? <laughs> so I text him the next morning. He goes, hey man, am I still getting to come by? I'm like, He's like, yeah, man, of course. So I come over to see you. Didn't know what it was. Didn't know, you know. I knew who Chris Ball was because I grew up loving Brad Paisley, but I didn't know he owned the company. I didn't know Stapleton was here for like 13 years. I didn't know about Jared Newman or Mike Ryan was here or anything like that or what they had going on. And you know, Jake being a good publisher, he knew that uh, he knew that me and Cole were close, and I could get him to listen to songs. And at that time, he hadn't cut an outside song yet because Cole is a great writer. Great, yeah, great. Writer. Sure. I mean, he's a hall, of, he'll, he'll be a hall of fame writer. Oh, and, a, no. you know, so, uh, in my head, I'm like, man, if I could just prove that I, you know, know these guys like this and get them to listen to the songs, like I, you know, I might have a chance. So I went to Texas and I played Cole a couple of songs, you know, holding two and then cutting one called somebody has been drinking. And so I got a cut as a publisher before I even had a job, which is like kind of unheard of yeah and, uh, and so I went home with the writers because when you you get a cut like that, you just you know you go to winners and celebrate and have a couple of beers so Jake invited me to that, and Jake's like, man, I'm gonna talk to Chris and Mark about this because I you know I, I think you could be beneficial for us and Man, so I, I met with Mark Driscoll, uh, who is one of my other mentors in the business. So then then I met with Chris Dubois uh, who's a great boss. And he's, you know, he lets me kind of, you know, navigate my own waters a little bit. And uh and then I didn't hear anything. And I'm like, damn, again, you know. So I'm working Winterfest in Centennial Park, it's nine degrees, it's snowing for the first time. I'm pushing this. They wouldn't let me drive the van up this hill. So I'm having to push this cart, drag these coolers, set up this tent. The girl that was supposed to help me didn't show up because it was nine, (laughs) it was nine degrees at six in the morning. Wow. He ain't selling a hot dog until noon. You know what I mean? I'm just (laughs) sitting there miserable. And it's one of the few times that, you know, I'm having a knockout drag down with God. I'm just talking weird. I'm just screaming at him yelling all day. And just like, why'd you make me leave the bar? Why'd you, you know what I mean? Like, why, why did I leave Georgia for this? And you know, was this the right move? And three o'clock on a Saturday phone rings. It's Mark Driscoll. And he goes, Hey man, we just couldn't wait till Monday. Uh, we're going to offer you a, a creative director job and uh, for X amount of money and benefits. He goes, does that sound good to you? And I'm like, man, you guys are idiots. I would have done this for free. <laughs> uh, that's it's awesome kind of, kind of teared up a little bit because i was just like all right all right you god pushed me a little a little hard that day for a reason and, um and then uh i didn't hear anything i didn't know music Row closed down in december like everybody yeah. kind of, i mean it's shut down right uh so i didn't hear anything for two weeks so i'm like damn did i get punked or like when do i start <laughs> you know what i mean so started in january and of 2018 man and I've been here ever since man I, it's a it's a good home dude so
0: totally now someone that works in ANR, is something that uh not only that you look for and uh a say a song that gets uh that you hear or like if uh, you're out here listening to an artist what do you look for
1: man it's a wide variety of things I think you know it's uh you know you know the artists I, you know the artists and writers that I've signed since I've been over here you know and work with it's you know I just they they work hard, you know. When I met Jordan Fletcher, it was Rome River Jam, and he was selling merch for Muscadine Bloodline, and uh, it was Old Dominion, Langston Riley, Muscadine, supposed to be Joe Fortner, and uh, open up acoustic. Well, Joe, luckily, you know, sorry Joe, but your car broke down that day, and I watched Jordan Fletcher without a cart carry these boxes across this big field one by one wipes his face gets up and sound checks I'm like who the hell is this guy? plays his 20 minute acoustic thing goes back to slinging merch I'm like and that guy was good, and he's out here working his ass off so you know, uh just hard working and, and you know, and then sometimes people got the juice, you know what I mean like Jordan I, you know I signed Jordan gray and um Jordan's having a lot of success in the first year and a half of his pub deal um you know, he's got a lot of major, 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 major holds. I can't really talk about with who because I don't want to jinx him. But uh, – and then, uh, you know, track one on the Walker Hayes record and two on only Rose that, that are already out. So, I mean, he had a good first year. And, you know, Jeb Gibson, I mean, Jeb is a little superstar, man. Like, Jeb is just, you know, I, I love my roster of people over here. Lynn Hutton, uh, he's got Eric Church cuts. And nobody has those he's all over the Jamison stuff, Drew Green, I uh, got a couple with Langston, um, and the leaving awesome boys, man, they're, they're a good time. So, you know, I really enjoy my roster over here and it's, you know, there's not just one thing. Sometimes you just hear a song and, you know, sometimes you just see somebody and you're like, that's it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's hard to really pinpoint, but you know, somebody that just works hard and he's not, he's not scared to put the work in because dude. I mean, I don't know what the number is now, but. When I moved here, 84 people a day moved here. They wanted my spot. They wanted their spot. They want your spot, you know what I mean? They want to do what you're doing. And, you know, you just always have to, you know, outwork the, the man behind it. It ain't what they say about a bear chasing you. You ain't, you ain't gotta be the smartest. You just gotta be the <laughs> the quickest. And you know, you got bears chasing you every day in this time. So.
0: Well, guys, there you have it, my conversation with J.D. Groover. J.D., thank you again so much for coming on the show. I had an awesome time talking with you. Everyone, go follow him on Instagram, at J.D. Groover. And make sure to come back next week to hear my conversation with John Batdorf of the legendary band Silver and Batdorf and Rodney. I want to give a big thank you to TBD Coffee Co. for being the official coffee of Starting Small Music. Check them out at tbdcoffeeco.com. Check out Starting Small Music on YouTube to see all the video content from our interviews. And also, follow Starting Small Music on Instagram, at Starting Small Music, and let us know who you'd like to hear on the podcast next. And remember, everyone starts small.